This is Plant-Based Briefing, a bovine Sophie's Choice by Holly Cheever, DVM, at Action for Animals, published at all-creatures.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate articles on plant-based and vegan living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And all-creatures.org is one of the sites I have permission to read from. They are dedicated to cruelty-free living through a vegan lifestyle, and they curate a variety of amazing content. And they've also created a great resource called What to Eat When You Don't Eat Animals, menus and ideas to inspire people who want to eat as if life is precious. It is great. It's just basic stuff that we all know, but people who are new to this lifestyle really don't know that all these vegan products are out there. It includes shopping secrets, dining out, vegan alternatives, and the impact of eating animals, as well as quotes and stories to inspire you. So I highly recommend that free PDF. And if you've got anybody who might be interested in a vegan lifestyle, please share that with them. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And today's episode is a follow-on to the previous one from Sentient Media, The Cruelest Part of Dairy Farming is Totally Legal talking about how in all dairy farms, even the quote-unquote humane ones, cows are separated from their mothers as soon as they're born because the milk has to be sold for humans. So this episode provides some powerful insight into the cow's perspective. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. A Bovine Sophie's Choice by Holly Cheever, veterinarian at Action for Animals, posted at all-creatures.org. She had delivered twins, and in a bovine Sophie's Choice, she had brought one to the farmer and kept one hidden in the woods at the edge of her pasture. All I know is this, there is a lot more going on behind those beautiful eyes than we humans have ever given them credit for. And as a mother who was able to nurse all four of my babies and did not have to suffer the agonies of losing my beloved offspring, I feel her pain. I would like to tell you a story that is as true as it is heartbreaking. When I first graduated from Cornell's School of Veterinary Medicine, I went into a busy dairy practice in Cortland County. I became a very popular practitioner due to my gentle handling of the dairy cows. One of my clients called me one day with a puzzling mystery, his brown Swiss cow having delivered her fifth calf naturally on pasture the night before brought the new baby to the barn and was put into the milking line while her calf was once again removed from her. Her udder, though, was completely empty and remained so for several days. As a new mother, she would normally be producing close to 100 pounds or 12 and a half gallons of milk daily, yet despite the fact that she was glowing with health, her udder remained empty. She went out to pasture every morning after the first milking, returned for milking in the evening, and again was let out to pasture for the night. This was back in the days when cattle were permitted a modicum of pleasure and natural behaviors in their lives, but never was her udder swollen with the large quantities of milk that are the hallmark of a recently calved cow. I was called to check this mystery cow two times during the first week after her delivery and could find no solution to this puzzle. Finally, on the 11th day post-calving, the farmer called me with the solution. He had followed the cow out to her pasture after her morning milking and discovered the cause. She had delivered twins, and in a bovine Sophie's choice, she had brought one to the farmer and kept one hidden in the woods at the edge of her pasture, so that every day and every night she stayed with her baby, the first she had been able to nurture finally— 
and her calf nursed her dry with gusto. Though I pleaded for the farmer to keep her and her bull calf together, she lost this baby too, off to the hell of the veal crate. Think for a moment of the complex reasoning this mama exhibited. First, she had a memory, memory of her four previous losses, in which bringing her new calf to the barn resulted in her never seeing him or her again, heartbreaking for any mammalian mother. Second, she could formulate and then execute a plan. If bringing a calf to the farmer meant that she would inevitably lose him or her, then she would keep her calf hidden, as deer do, by keeping her baby in the woods lying still till she returned. Third, and I do not know what to make of this myself, instead of hiding both, which would have aroused the farmer's suspicion, pregnant cow leaves the barn in the evening, unpregnant cow comes back the next morning without offspring, she gave him one and kept one herself. I cannot tell you how she knew to do this. It would seem more likely that a desperate mother would hide both. All I know is this. There is a lot more going on behind those beautiful eyes than we humans have ever given them credit for. And as a mother who was able to nurse all four of my babies and did not have to suffer the agonies of losing my beloved offspring, I feel her pain. You just listened to A Bovine Sophie's Choice by veterinarian Holly Cheever at Action for Animals, published at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is heartbreaking. I have read this story so many times, but this one took a long time to record because I kept having to stop when I was tearing up and my voice was breaking up. I know many women who went vegan once they had babies, and they made the connection nursing their babies and knowing that mother cows had their babies stolen. I wish I could say I made that connection at the time, but I just didn't even know that that happened. I was vegetarian thinking I was doing my part already. I didn't need to watch the disturbing footage or learn any more. I really wish I had. But another part of this story that is mind-blowing to me is that this mother cow was able to make the connection that she had to bring a baby back. You know, she didn't just try to hide both of them. She knew she wouldn't get away with it. She had to bring one back. It blows my mind. And then it's so heartbreaking that the farmer was so dissociated from it all that despite the veterinarian's pleading, he didn't let the mother keep her baby. The whole system is so messed up. I don't know if you've ever seen male dairy cows full grown because they're usually never allowed to live past a few months if they're veal or they get thrown in a dumpster as babies because it's cheaper sometimes just to do that than to feed them for the five or six months before they're slaughtered. But if you have the chance to visit an animal sanctuary with male dairy cows, oh my goodness, they are ginormous. If you want to see some photos, we have a sanctuary sort of near us called Changing Hearts Farm Sanctuary. I'll put a link in the show notes. Their boys, Zeke and Zephyr, are adorable and they're so big. There's a little bit of a bio on each of them as well. It's changingheartsfarm.org. And please share this episode with anyone who eats dairy. And thank you for listening.